Greetings and salutations. It is the Clary Podcast. It is, uh, what is it? It's Tuesday. I, uh, I am not terribly religious on the timing, if you haven't figured out. Trying to be. Discipline is good. Uh, but I've been preparing to take off to Seattle. People, oh, are you always traveling? Yes, unfortunately. It's starting to get tiring. But that therein is the paradox, because once you get back, you're like, ah, I hate this freaking been here forever my buddy my pilot buddy he lives out in uh florida but not no longer he just signed a lease over in las vegas he uh and it's a lesson for all you young boys out there you will tire of a place i think i think this is going to be the frontier hear hear me out on this as things that would normally anchor a man to a particular location or locale a career a job, a wife, or a children, or a family, uh, all those are de- deteriorating. <laughs> those are all going away. And uh, when you combine this lack of, what would we say, social reward, social investment, like a career, a reliable job, uh, a city or a community that wouldn't fuck you over with property taxes and hate your guts because you're a certain color or race or, or gender, uh, and... Uh, when, when, but probably the most anchoring force, stabilizing force for men has been women. That's just what it is. That's Otherwise, we just go around and kill each other. So women are absolutely necessary in that regard. Without that, without that reward, uh, they, men are going to get wanderlust. They're going to meander around. They're, and you will tire of a place. You will tire of it. And by God, the only thing that keeps me here is the girl. That's about it. And uh, we're playing our cards right. But man, you, I mean, 20 years, there's nothing left. There's nothing left to do. Major metro area, you will go through it. It, it will to uncover every stone, all the stones you want to turn over. Like I don't care to go to these latest. They got rooftop bars. Is that a thing in your towns? Rooftop bars. Oh my gosh, it's a rooftop bar. That just exploded in the past five years. Like brew pubs and rooftop bars, those just exploded in the Twin Cities. And the baby boomer bars, which is like the Champs and the Redstones, those are being phased out. If not, they're already bankrupt. Then there was the Gen X bars, which was just basically bars with fancier or newer, more modern interiors. And the millennials came along. Oh, my God, let's put everything on a rooftop. And you've been one to you've been to them all. And, oh, my gosh, let's make it impossible for people to park here. And so no one will ever come here except for us cool hipster kids that live on our parents' dime in Uptown. We can afford a $7 beer. So uh, unless you want to go and explore that new area. Uh, you get tired of it. My buddy was tired of Florida. I, even I was getting tired of Florida. Um, we, we're doing all the research for you, kids, so you don't have to. You can you can literally jump ahead to the age of your early 40s. If you're smart, you'll listen to your 40-something-year-old uh, elder brothers. You say, hey, they, they said they got sick of it, so why buy? Why buy a house? Why get a mortgage? Which he did, so now he's selling his house after a, a whopping two weeks of living in it, maybe. It, it was more than that, but... Uh, now he's bored, and I could see it because I'd go down there and visit him, and I enjoy it. Trust you me, I love I love Florida. I really do enjoy it. Um, but if you're there for more than about a week or two, well, you'll tire of it. You'll go to the same cigar lounges, the same restaurants, same traffic, same beach, same everything, same running route. And you're like, oh, I'm, I'm, this is boring. I'm tired of it. Um, and there's not much to see in Florida. You got your bay, but it's all flat, so you see all these cookie-cutter. I mean, I don't know how many Applebee's or TGI Fridays you need to see. Uh, he says, I, I got to get out of here. I'm bored. And he did it. And it was about three years. I think he lasted three years. He did Florida. 
And he's like, it's time to get out of here. And now he's going to Lagos, Vegas, baby. Lagos, Vegas. Uh, which I think, you know, in all my uh, reconnaissance and all that, uh, I think men especially need a large playground. We need a very large playground. We need to see things differently. You need to see, you need to have a change in landscape. You need it somewhat nearby. And I think that's it. Vegas and Denver, man. There's so much to see. That playground, I spent a solid week running all over Tarnation in Colorado. Still didn't come anywhere near close to to, um, hiking everything I wanted to. Still take a long time to get through it. But that's, you got something to sink your teeth in. You got, you got a mammoth to eat in front of you. Oh, this is going to last me a couple of years at least, at minimum. But yes, guys, if I mean, that's that's another reason not to buy a house. And ladies, too, but you're not as adventurous as us, so, you know. But for those of you who are a wandering type of ladies, you're some, you know, adventuresome ladies, uh, anyone who's an adventurer, uh, yeah, just don't, don't even bother buying a house unless you've lived there for three years or you've known the place for three years. Don't even bother buying because I was, like, pretty set on going to St. Petersburg, Florida, and then uh, after spending enough time there, it's, it's great. Don't get me wrong. I love it more than Minneapolis. But, yeah, it's kind of like, all right, we're going to go to the same taco joint? Gee, Brian, what are we going to do tonight? The same thing we do every night, Pinky. Smoke cigars either in Tampa or St. Petersburg. <laughs> but the West, man, that's where you could, you could go. Where do we go? In Florida, where do you go? You just go to another place in Florida. Or you drive the five to seven hours to get up to, ooh, Atlanta, not even Atlanta. You just get to the, the, the state line at Georgia, South Carolina, or uh, wait, the South Carolina border, Florida? No, I don't think it does. Or maybe you get to Alabama. Hmm, exciting. Maybe you get all the way to Louisiana. No, no, you got to go through Alabama first. That's right. Alabama, Mississippi. But yeah, it's uh yeah, live there live there for three years first before and then you if you get through everything you'll be like, Yeah, I'm bored and you'll be happy you didn't buy a house. You you'd be happy you saved all that money on the uh, commissions, the brokerage commission, the seven percent. Don't think I'll use a, a realtor ever again. I think I'm just gonna sell my own place. I'm not <clears throat> I'm not uh paying no seven percent of a house to a guy who, who stuck a sign out. Not going to happen. I will be. Uh, I will. I will go find. I will contact the people selling the house myself, and I will say, uh, "Yeah, I'm not paying you seven percent. I am not going to do that. That is not going to happen." So, um, it is the Clary podcast. Uh, let's do some movies real quick before I forget. I forgot to do a bunch of movie reviews. Went to some movies. I am not going to go see Sully. I have not seen Sully. I will not see Sully because I don't get it. Um. I, I don't know what's happening to Hollywood. I don't know why Tom Hanks would take that role because what what's the buildup? The whole the whole movie is premised on some that lasted what fifteen minutes of a flight, five minutes of a flight, take off. Oh, we got troubles. Land in Hudson. Hooray! What? We don't know the outcome. We don't know the ending. It's kind of like um, you know Titanic. Well, at least Titanic, I'm talking the, the girl masturbation movie in the, in the 90s, <clears throat> where uh, all the girls thought every man had to be like Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, that one at least was a vehicle to tell a romance story. The whole story wasn't about the Titanic. It was, it, was, it was just for women to get off for two hours and then go back and see it a million times over again. Just so you know a little bit of movie trivia about uh, Titanic, it technically is not one of the highest grossing movies ever because women went to see it five or six times. Right, that's that was the problem with that. So that's like, 
you know, you guys jerking off to the same porn actress all the time. It doesn't mean she's any more popular. But uh, that you knew what was going to happen in the end. So if you were a guy, if you had logic, you weren't there to get all emotionally torn up about Leonardo DiCaprio not pushing that bitch off the fucking bow when she was standing out there. Uh, he's like, well, I don't. Why would I see this movie? Same thing with any any biblical movie uh, uh, depicting the Jews escaping Egypt. Uh, that last one, Exodus. I don't. What? You know, the Jews escape. Yeah, big shocker. Not to not to give you a spoiler alert here or anything. Yeah, the Jews escape. And then the Sully thing. I don't know what what are people like. Who hasn't heard of this guy? Who doesn't know what happens? So then I'm all worried. Though, is it going to be? It's going to either be the backstory, backstory, or the aftermath. And they're going to dramatize the hell out of it. Like he had a wife that was about to leave him for a younger man, or he got back and he couldn't handle the the fame, and then it, he resorted to drugs and all that. And he doesn't look like. I mean, if you've ever seen him interviewed afterwards, he's he's the most straight laced, straight shooting type of guy. Uh, so I just, I'm just not gonna go see that. Uh, also, I would not bother seeing Hell or High Water. I know I'm kind of slow on going to see these movies. Um, that one's been out for quite some time. That's the most recent movie I saw. And if you're like me, you just kind of, eh. Movies are just so hard to go see now. Just the sheer time and money investment. It's just kind of like, boy, this better really pay off. And they don't. They they really don't. They're like dating American women. It's just kind of like, oh, is in. Oh, all you did was put your best foot forward. Your dating profile was like the previews. You show all the best stuff, and then oh wow, okay, yeah, no, 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 no. I'll just I'll just take the milk for free. I won't be buying the cow. Thank you very much. I'm I'm going away. But uh, yeah, hell or high water. I would uh, maybe a rental. It's not bad, but it's basically a wannabe. Um, no country for old men. The only real good part about that is the uh, is Jeff Daniels and his Indian Mexican cohort. I don't. I apologize for not knowing the actor's name because he was actually he was him and Jeff Bridges kind of carried it. The other act, everyone was fine acting. There was no problem with the acting. It's just that the the two. But if you're going to go see it, go see it for Jeff Bridges and his partner, whoever that actor was. And I won't ruin anything, but it's it's kind of. It's these old school guys who you could actually, you could pick, you know, no one's going to, these guys are not in safe spaces. These guys are not politically correct. They're cutting racial jokes. And uh, it's kind of endearing where, where they're he's just slamming on. The guy's part Indian and part Mexican. <laughs> Jeff, Dan, no, is it Jeff Bridges? Yeah, Jeff Bridges is just ripping him. He's like, you know, I'm half Mexican too. He's like, I haven't gotten through the Indian jokes yet. <laughs> And you little faggot millennials and you little faggot Gen Xers, you little fucking race wars, if you don't, you'll never get that joke. You won't see why that's funny, which is too bad for you because you'll miss out on that then. That's why it's funny. And quite uh, quite uh, endearing at the end. Um, but, uh, yeah, otherwise, no, just not that good. It's basically uh, the, the Texas Rangers going to go and uh, stop some bank robbers in western Texas. And the bank robbers are these two brothers. And it just wasn't, it had potential, but it just, I don't know, it's kind of like, yeah, okay, that's interesting, all right. I didn't waste my two hours, I didn't waste my 20 bucks. Got the reclining seats, though, first time I ever sat in reclining seats. Although I always wondered, well, I didn't always wonder, but as fewer and fewer people are going to the movies, 
I, uh, I kind of wondered why do they even bother having these small seats. You might as well get the big reclining seats because I've never seen it. Maybe I just go on off times, which I know is for a fact. Like, I don't go to the movies Friday or Saturday night. I just don't. I'll go to a daytime matinee. I'll, uh, I'll drive down south over to the Rosie Valley. And uh, I, always, I like stopping at the Byerly's, which is a high-end grocer. I don't do my grocery shopping there. I just go and buy. They got a good deli there. And I go to the movie theater. And I'm like, oh, there's nobody here. Which, until I kind of thought about it a little bit. How the hell do they make hundreds of million dollars in movies? There's nobody here. It's like, well, fuckface, you're the only one there. Thankfully, I've never had to worry about that during the daytime. Of course, it's probably my selection of movies when I go to see a rated R movie. Typically, R PG-13. Um... I usually save the cartoons like the the Secret Lives of Pets. I save that for the G. That was that was a great movie. That was good. That's that's one you got to go see. You got to go see the Secret Lives of Pets. That's funny. But then I got a girl. Then I then I have an excuse. Otherwise, you do look like a pedophile. But thankfully, when I've gone into these daytime matinees, that was one concern I had. Like, okay, you're this you're this guy. Nobody knows that you're like a self employed douche with who's a lawyer, accountant, not accountant, author. Doing your thing, you know. Oh yeah, he's just bored, and he, you know, he's he's not going to steal your kids or jerk off in the bathroom like they do over at Target. No, he's he's not one of those creepy guys. He's just differently employed. There's my handicap. I'm differently employed. Give me a government handout. I have the Aspergers. I have the ADHD. I got I got this Lizdexia. Give me money, cause I'm a lazy white fuck, and I want to have the special privileges and the gimme dats that the minorities and the vages get. I guess I can't blame them. I guess that's that's the way they're trained. That's the way you millennials are trained is who's the whiniest fuck now game? That's <laughs> It's not who's the most disabled or who's the most minority or who's the most uh, uh, ostracized. It's not even who's the most squeaky will. It's who's the whiniest fuck now. That's what you guys are playing. That's the game that you guys play with. Like who's the most disadvantaged? Who's the whiniest fuck now? We'll change that. Oh, so I'm just differently employed. And then I like, you're bored, got to get out, got to do something. I'll take in a movie. That'll take my mind off of the outer nihilism that creeps into your mind. You're like, yeah, okay, I'm done now. My two hours are done of work. Let's just twiddle our thumbs and watch some video games. So then I go in, that was my concern. Like, oh, there'd be kids with their moms. Their moms would be all worried that I was some creepy pedophile. And then I'd go into, you know. Slashing gash for one, please. Oh, here's your ticket, sir. And you know, five bucks. And and like, wow, imagine that. There's no four year olds in, in the slashing gash movie. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of by myself. That's happened oddly more than I'd like to admit. Well, I'm the only one in the theater. And then they still play the movie. I'm like, are you guys joking me? You don't don't you like say we ain't got enough money? Or maybe it's just like they've they've streamlined uh the um overhead operations so much that they're going to run it no matter what they don't even have reels now it's all piped in digitally over the interwebs which i can understand that's kind of cool it saves a lot of you don't have that guy i'm wondering if they even have the guy anymore up there do they have the guy is the guy up there remember like you you millennials because just like communism you don't remember this either uh when the, the the reel would come undone or the audio would be off with the reel and then the audience would shout out up to the guy in the film room, like, hey, the audio, sound, sound, and people would make noise uh, when there are problems. But if you're black, you make noise anyway. That's 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. Actually, I'm not. It's true. You, you, there's, it's a 50-50 if you go to a predominantly black theater. Half the time they don't talk, the other half they do. And then you just don't go to those theaters anymore because you actually want to watch the movie. What was a subcomedian was talking about that? White people are shocked that black people talk in the theater. No, no, it, it, it has nothing to do with people. It's just you're talking in the theater. Like, like they don't go down there, like uh, the horror film. Don't go down there. Don't go, oh, man. You're going to go down there. It's like, really? Do you think, you think that guy hears you? Really? I know our listeners here are like, yeah, you're shaking your head in shame. Yeah, yeah, my, my cousin does that. I, I'm not blaming you guys. I know you guys. I'm talking, you know, the, let's, let's, let's shame the stereotype out of existence. Like, if you are a black person and you talk to the movie, you talk to that screen that doesn't have a brain behind it, you know, something that's been filmed a year ago on a set over in uh, the desert, and you're telling them not to go into the cave, uh, do you think that one through? Not to mention, do, do you think maybe other people in the theater would like to hear the theater? They'd like to hear the movie? They didn't come to hear you talk? Don't worry, guys. We'll shame them out of it. We'll shame them out. We'll, we'll lead the charge. We'll be the first white people or, or podcast. Guess we can't just say it's white people. Everyone listens in it. We'll be the first podcast to hold blacks up to standards of that we hold up white people to. There's a shocker. I don't know why blacks are failing. Uh, maybe we're not treating them as genuine equals. We only treat them as genuine equals when it comes to sad pity, pat on the head, here's your money, please vote for me. What about the negative reconditioning? What about the fatherly upbringing? What about that shit? Always get a joy. Always get a laugh. It's so simple. You want to close the standards of living, you treat everybody equally. I'm being serious. You're deadly serious. Let's say, okay, all right, prissy little white girls who like soccer moms and you do, oh, you shop at Target because you want a virtue signal. All right, you got your little kid. Your kid talks in the theater. Do you tell, hey, hey, shut up. Do you do that? Fathers, do you do that? Okay. Well, if the father ain't around to provide the discipline, it's no shock the blacks are talking in the theater because they probably don't know any better. Not all of them, I know, I know. Because I'm sure, actually, no doubt there's many of you who happen to be black. You're in the theater, you'd like to watch the fucking movie, but then your cousin Bill is just blathering on. Don't go down in that cave! I'm like, fuck, can I just see the fucking movie? How does that happen, though? I can understand if it's like an action flick, you kind of understand, but if it's like a, oh, a whodunit or a mystery, like you got to pay attention to what's going on. I'm trying to think. Who does those movies where it's like you got to pay attention? And I've, I've never been good at that. Like, The Book of Eli, perfectly good example. People, everybody but me knew the guy was blind. If you don't know The Book of Eli, it's uh, Denzel Washington, post-apocalyptic. And he's wearing sunglasses. I'm like, oh, I thought he was just being a badass dude. You know, I'm like, oh, look at that fucker wearing glasses. Now, normally, if you're dude bro frat boy coming in, and it's night and you're wearing your glasses. There was a guy. I was drunk. This guy could have beat the shit out of me. <laughs> he was in one of my bars in my town. And I walk. And he's just total frat boy douche. And uh, he, he's like, hey, what's up? And, and he was being friendly to me. I say, it's midnight, idiot. And he's just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so that, you can't do that. But I'm like, okay, this is a movie. It was sunny out there out in the desert. I'm thinking, okay, that's just his thing, you know? Maybe he doesn't want his enemies to know where he's looking. Like, he's looking left, but his eyes are shifting right, and he's keeping an eye on that guy with a gun. Because he's fucking Denzel Washington, and he's fucking uh, John Creasy. He's fucking man on fire. He has the right to do that. And then at the end, 
And it wasn't even at the end. It was like a full year later we're talking about like, yeah, it was a pretty good movie. And then at the end he just happens to know Braille. And they're like, dude, he had to know Braille. He was blind. I'm like, what are you talking about? No, he wasn't blind. Then we had to go on the internet. I'm like, the dude wasn't blind. Everybody else at the party's like, Aaron, he was blind. The dude was fucking blind. I'm like, there's no way. Da, 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 da. So I look it up. Sure enough, in the end, you find out that he's blind. I'm like, fuck, I didn't get that. How did you get that? He couldn't do that blind. There's no way. And then everybody tries to rationalize it away. See, they all try and write, well, you see, you know, there was a pastor who says, well, the Lord was guiding his hand. I'm like, yeah, get your cheap excuse ass out of here. The Lord will get, guide his hand. And other people, well, he has honed his skills. They, he's just that badass of a motherfucker. I'm like, there is no way this dude, Eli, could have been run around killing, cuts off the guy. There's no way. There's no freaking way. So I'm getting back to the point. This is a criticism that I myself might actually be guilty of. But when it comes to a real sit-down thinker type of movie, uh, where you got to pay attention to the words coming out of the do you do you pick up on it, or is like the ending just not a shock because by halfway through you're confused as to what's going on because everybody else is talking over you or over the movie? Because that that would suck. Like, I don't know, like a Sherlock Holmes movie. There's one you had to pay attention to. I tried watching the first one, and for the love of God, I couldn't figure out what was going on. I like to fashion myself a smart guy, but I watched it twice. I, I still don't know how he figured that shit. I, I know he's Sherlock. I know he's really brilliant. But inevitably, they handicap for the audience. You know, they, they kind of, they, they explain, they dumb down Sherlock for us, for us stupid audience goers. And then, you, say, you know, Watson's there to go, oh, well, if you're obviously Sherlock, you did this. And then the rest of the audience is like, oh, yeah, that's how Sherlock, okay, I see where Sherlock came from. Thank God we have Watson to explain this to us. But even with that, I couldn't figure it out. The last James Bond, honest to God, that was so boring my mind was put out of it. I didn't know what the hell was going on after that one. Same thing with the one where all of a sudden there's the solar panel uh, thing in the desert that's blowing up. I think that was the second one with Daniel Craig. This last one, we were in Mexico, and then there was a really average Bond-looking girl, and I just, no, I don't care. I just don't care. I think she was young, too. I was so disinterested in that movie about a quarter of the way through because I had no idea what was going on. Like, no, no. I. He's not going to sleep with the hot 18-year-old girl. Now he is going to sleep with the hot 18-year-old girl. It didn't dawn on me. Go, no, don't sleep with her. She's too young, Bond. Oh, don't go in there. That's where the Russian with the gun is. I was just sitting there with my mouth open like, what the fuck? Didn't even provide you Watson to explain what was going on in last James Bond flick. It's just like, yeah, either keep up or fuck off. No, we're not going to explain jack shit. And by that time, you might as well not even have any consistency. You might as well just have like, uh, what do they call them? Um, Plot gaps or plot mistakes or plot pitfalls. Something, there's a word for it. But, uh, yeah, so uh, don't bother going seeing. Well, you can go see Sully. I'd love to see how the hell they're going to turn what really was a five-minute episode into a two-hour full-length feature. Uh, Hell or high water, I don't know. If you're really bored, you like a slow-paced movie, sure, but go watch Old Country for No Men instead, or No Country for Old Men. And then Secret Lives of Pets, although that's probably already out on DVD. I just don't, I don't like, oh my god, I gotta, remember when we were younger, you used to get excited about going to movies? 
I remember, I was so excited, this is a long time ago, the original, um, not Armageddon, Bill Pullman, what was it? Judgment Day? No, Independence Day, the original Independence Day, when that came out, I was so excited to go see that I got out of work, me and my buddies from the, uh, the security were going to go and we were going to all meet over at Roseville, Roseville, same, same theater. And uh, I drove out there, and I was so excited, I forgot to lock the roof of my convertible down. So that when I got out of the theater, I was driving, and all of a sudden it started flapping because uh, the speed was I'm like, oh, shit, I had to pull over. That's how excited I was. When your parents say, oh, we're going to go see a movie. Oh, gosh, just to go see a movie and get out of the house. Anything to go see a movie. And either, I think it's not either. It's a combination. One, as an adult, you have your own money and you got more important shit going on that the time and money investment in going to see a movie uh, is is a is enough of a deterrent just to stay at home and maybe get a little bit more work in. But then, two, the movies, I think, have gotten worse. Or maybe they've always been that bad and you only went to the really good ones. But by gosh, I mean, I go, I go look at the... Th- I don't even know half these movies out. Hang on, let me take a look. There was something like... It was just a horrible, like, The Lost Way or Him and Her. Let's take a look at the theaters. Welcome to Movie Phone. Yeah, you millennials don't even remember that. You don't even know why it's funny when Kramer did it. You don't know who Kramer is. Oh, okay, what is, uh, let's do Roseville Theater. Not to hate her. Theater. Roseville Theater. Century Roseville. Alright, let's see what's out. Just take me to the thing. AMC Theaters. Okay, Roseville. Rosedale. Here we are. Now this is the new one. Let's go. The Disappointment Room. That, I believe, is disappointing. Don't Breathe. Another thriller. Jason Bourne. He's back again for the last time. Until the next time, we need him back again. But it'll be the last time until he's needed again. Because it'll be the final time until he's needed again. Kubo and the two things that I don't really care about. The Light Between Oceans. There, that one. That's What the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? A stunning debut novel about a lighthouse keeper and his wife. For fuck's sake, why did we give you women the right to vote if this is the shit you watch? They break the rules and follow their hearts. What happens next will break yours. Oh my god. I got an idea for a movie. I have several ideas for a movie and they're all going to be better than that. But because it won't wet the vag... Because women with the wet vag won't fork over the monies. My great idea will go away. Morgan, a corporate troubleshooter, Kate Mara, is sent to a remote secret location where she is to investigate and evaluate... Oh, roundhouse kicking chick cop? Evaluate a terrifying accident. She learns the event was triggered by a seemingly innocent, quote, human who presents a mystery of both infinite promise and incalculable danger. Why can't it be like last year? Last year, remember we had, um, God, two great movies. The Kingsman, 
And then, um, what was the other fun one? The Man from Uncle. Oh man, that was great. That was that was worth it. Yeah, Suicide Squad, Sausage Party, Sully, When Bo Breaks, The Wildlife. What in God's name? How many real movies are showing here? Let's take a look. Hill or High Hot Waters one. I'll I'll give Jason Bourne. That's a legitimate one. I'm not not saying no. Sausage Party. Sully is not. Two out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. So what? Fifteen percent. One one in eight. One in one in seven movies nowadays might be worth going to. I mean, are people that bored? How bored do you have to be going to see the wildlife? Hey, we did an animated thing. With some crazy animals who talk from Summit Entertainment on a tiny exotic island, an outgoing parrot and his quirky animal companions befriend a marooned Robinson Crusoe when their harmonious lives are disrupted by two savage cats. Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe maybe fathers go and work because they didn't want to watch these painful movies. They say, no, no, sweetheart, you take the kid. No, no, I'll go work. I'll go work. You go take him to see Flippity Flu and the Three Fuckaroos. Yeah, yeah. You, no, no, seriously, no. Oh, I know I want to see Flippity Flu. You know how, how Flippity Flu, <laughs> Flip Flip, he's a favorite of mine. I don't miss it. But let's let's save that for adult night. We, we could go see it again. No, have fun, dear. My old man, I feel bad for him. <clears throat> He's got good taste in movies. I, I don't know why he never imparted it on me in the in the youth, but he always liked um, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, um, Casablanca. He 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 liked the thinkers and and the good. He just liked good solid movies. But his his wife, they they have completely opposite. She, she whatever Oprah says to watch, she'll go watch. And so, um, oh man, these movies that she goes. <laughs> typical woman, you know. The flowers and the roses. Two people fall in love, but it's a love like no other love you've ever heard of before. You know the 15 other movies about the love you never heard of before? Well, this is the 16th one, and it's just better than all of those combined. It's, it's got a twist. It's got a thing. It's at a lighthouse. No, it's at a theater. But he raises wiener dogs, and she's allergic. Oh, no, what will happen? How they come over the wiener dog rash? We don't know. Oh, he likes cats. She likes dogs. Get ready for Cats and Dogs, the loving romantic comedy starring Hugh Grant and Jennifer Aniston. Maybe I should do some sponsors. I don't get the sponsors. I get the fucking sponsors. I gotta go to bed. What happened to the day? God, I woke up at 1030. It's already 330 now. Been preparing, packing, getting ready to go to... Seattle. I don't know if I'm gonna have a meetup, guys. I had a couple. Hey, you coming to Seattle? You gonna have? I I don't know. I just I've been running ragged. I was gonna go out to Seattle to visit my friend who wanted me to come out to Seattle. Then I find out that she also signed up for some school for lawyering, and uh, she ain't gonna be around. So me and the uh, Leaf, the genetic experiment gone right. We're gonna go hang out, probably get cigars with other people and whatnot. Going to go visit Jack Donovan down there in Oregon. And uh, I don't know. I'm, I don't want to go hike anymore. Oh, just want to go sit. 
Seattle's a great town for sitting. Traffic's always sucks. Jam between the Puget Sound and the Cascades. Want to go anywhere, it's going to take you at least an hour and a half. Like, no, I think I'm just going to sit here and, and look at the fog roll in. I think that's, I'm going to sit there. I'm going to get all emo-y. Should I get my emo on? Should I get my pacifier and my glow sticks and be like Gen X was back in their fucking glorious youth? I know we always pick on the millennials because they deserve to have the shit kicked out of them because apparently their parents didn't do it. But man, Gen X was a bunch of fucking pussies. And they still are, largely to this extent. They just have kids and now for the first time life is beating the ever-living shit out of them. It is very good. It is very therapeutic, especially on the Facebook, to see Gen Xers who very much like were the proto-millennials, who thought they had all these great hopes and dreams, and then they got their dreams crashed and dashed. All right, uh, Pushing Rubber Downhill by Adam Piggott. Both the book, the podcast, and the blog. Please go visit our good friend Adam Piggott. Uh, if you're looking for a model, please consider cindymoran.net, which nobody has. I emailed her. I said, hey, did you get any? No, I haven't heard anything yet. It's like, oh, for crying. Burn. For, for, go send her five bucks, at least for her to take a picture, and then you can have her, instead of one of those Fiverr girls, go go cindymoran.net, have her go take a picture. Introduce her to your fans, for God's sake. Maybe somebody will hire her. Hire her for any other reason than she's a STEM major on top of it, too. Uh, Ann Sturzinger's Nizklam. Go to annsturzinger.com. Go buy her books. Uh, that would be the best way to do it. <clears throat> then we have my books, The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. Uh, that actually had a that actually had a little bit of a um, resurgence. Um, many thanks to um, oh, what was the guy's name? O'Shea. He put together a video, but I did some clever tweets about uh, the races. It's always great when you make racial jokes, and also that helps your book on how to close the racial gap between black and whites. <laughs> That's the way to do it. You know how you're gonna close the gap? It ain't gonna be fun. By fucking uh, sucking uh, the black community's dick. It's going to be by kicking their ass. That's serious. Seriously, that's what it's going to be. Of course, my book is not rude. It's actually somewhat, it's actually quite polite, but it's blunt and it's direct. But truth, that's how you want to close the gap. It ain't going to be spam- pampering them and spoiling them no more. Oh, I'm so sorry for what my great, 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 grandson or grand ancestors did. Your great, 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 grand ancestors were doing there sitting there. What can we do for things we aren't responsible for you didn't suffer under? That's what I should do. Come up with black camp. I wouldn't want to be black camp. White camp, white man's camp. You come in, learn how to be not douchey white, like the non-swipple white. Here's what we do. We learn math, and then we do engineering, and STEM, and IT. Although many already, I had a client, young black man. He was reporting from the field. Good luck, having good luck, good success in his career over in the STEM field, so you, you know that. But maybe that's what we should do. Just the bravado, the arrogance, the slapping across the face. Because kissing asses and being the Democrat left and the supplicant right. Well, we're not racist either, Republicans. And say, now nah, you're fucking up. It's your own damn fault. Now you can either do this and improve your lives or fuck off. I don't care. One of the, tell me which is going to work. Because the Democrats say, we'll give you $900,000. The Republicans are like, we'll, we'll give you $899,000. See, we're almost like the, but we have to have some fiscal restraint. No, how about quit being dumbasses? There, how's that? How about 
uh, stop replacing your your men with government checks. How, how's that, huh? Is that way? Ah, no, because just fucking government checks are just just so much better, right? The 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 cultures and societies that rely on government they just do so much better than nuclear families, right? Because I mean, Wyoming is just like fucking perfect. I mean, if we wanna we wanna go in the Casper, Wyoming, that's what we should all be aiming for. Who dang? I haven't been there in a while. I should go grab my AR-15. There's a movie in there somewhere, a la the Hell or High Water, or the uh, No Country for Old Men. An angry ex-banker finds out he has terminal pancreatic cancer and goes back and lays waste to the town. That <laughs> The premise is that these guys are all great hunters, but he knows the secret that they're all a bunch of meth-head drunks, and he waits for Saturday night to come around for them all to be drunk. Buys them all drinks. He laces the local watering, you know, uh, system with uh, a sedative so they're all slow. And then he walks in there on God mode, completely sober, after having an espresso. That'd make a nice little scene. Get there. There'd be a perfect scene. I got all these scenes, but no movie to lace them through. Not, nothing to weave them into. Take that premise I just explained, all right? Some unnamed banker, we won't name who, who happens to have some kind of terminally ill disease, but is still functional. Wants to lay waste to an entire town and uh, get taken out in the process. Uh, but he wants to do it in class. So everyone's all drunk and everything. But then he, there's no espresso machine in this town because uh, they just developed electricity last week over in Casper. And then, uh, so I have to bring my own espresso machine. And then right before the killing rampage, I make a perfectly, you know, the, the sound they make. Still don't know how to make an espresso. And I drink the espresso cup, all decked out. Military armor, gear, scopes, everything. And I just sip on it, take it easy, set it down, put one in the chamber, <laughs> safety off, and then go into town. And then just as as you see the silhouette walk away, the camera just has the, the, uh, the espresso cup right there. Probably with... Didn't even finish it. Probably just has some steam coming off of it, and then the silhouette goes, you know, with the with the rifle. Don't worry, Wyoming. I'm not coming out to kill you. There's no reason to do that. You guys are such miserable fuck ups that it would be a mercy killing to kill you guys. We're just gonna let you continue living your broken single parent household fuck up family lives anyway. Uh, where were we? Oh, so that was all from the Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. So if you are a young black man, or black man, period, and you would like, you just basically demand better, you have self-respect, please consider getting my book, The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. Available in paperback, but if you don't want the shit kicked out of you by the crabs in the bucket, they're going to think, hey, you think you're better than us trying to know you're part of our tribe. you got to stay in the ghetto. So if you want to do it discreetly, uh, it's also available in Kindle. Uh, then we have Bachelor Pad Economics. That's for every young man and woman who's interested in um, finance and truth, but it's really written for guys. Um, so had an interesting request today over at Asshole Consulting. The guy asked me for parenting advice. I said, I'm not a parent. He says, you have any books on parenting? I'm like, no. I said, I got Bachelor Pad Economics. They'll teach you the goal. They'll teach you the lessons that every young man should learn. But out of the heck if I know how to impart it. All I know how to impart wisdom is by yelling 
and pummeling and violence and threats. Uh, because it seems to work. Being nice, being kind, trying to cajole, uh, it doesn't really work. Like I've been trying, the varmint now, she's getting older, high school age, and like, you know, my books are perfect for that age. Like if you read, and yeah, you guys all know this. If you read my books when you were 14 or 15, you guys would all be better off than we are today. Hell, I'd be way better off than we are today. I am today. And uh, they don't listen. They don't listen. And I've found that instead of sugar and spice and honey and bees, uh, a gun to the head of a bee will get it to do what you want it to. Yelling and treating women like shit actually gets, that, that works a hell of a lot better than uh, treating them nice and asking them kindly. I don't know where this honey and vinegar thing, and maybe, that maybe happened back in the day. I mean, that happened in you, uh, for you uh, few remaining uh, World War II generation type people. But I'm terribly sorry, boomers and on, pretty much the vast majority of people today only respond to violence, anger, and rage. And that's why Asshole Consulting is so successful. Anyway, um, what was it going to Oh, yeah, so if you want, go buy Bachelor Pad Economics, The Blunt Truth. <laughs> we, we got some gal's panties in the bundles. She was a librarian. Somebody sent it to me before. And I hadn't read the posts or the comments, but it got so heated that they had to end the comments. <laughs> and it was so precious seeing these women's response. Like, they were shocked, just shocked. Somebody was telling men these things, that women are bad with money. <gasps> no. And that women major in stupid shit. <gasps> no. And that you shouldn't major a girl that has student debts. <gasps> no. They are just they were just insulted by this. They... Well, this, and, and, and instead of classic, you know, we, you hear about it, even when it happens to you, you don't remember it, but, but like, they never respond to the argument. They never do. 30, 40, 50, 60 year old women. Well, he has mommy issues. He must have a small penis. He must be gay. I'm like, what does that have? Let's say I did have mommy issues. Let's say I did have a small penis. And let's say I was gay. Then what does that change the fact that you shouldn't marry a woman with student loan debt? What does that, what does that change anything? That doesn't change the fact that women predominantly major in stupid shit. And that's why there's a wage gap. I could be a transgender mommy-daddy-issued I could be as fucked up as the amazing atheist. I could have that many mental problems. It still doesn't change the economic reality fact that majoring in English is not as good as majoring in chemical engineering. And it's just the, like, okay, so, you know, let's say, it's, I'm trying to think what it is. Let's say you have the most loathed person ever. You have Hitler. And Hitler says, one plus one equals two. And then everyone goes, oh, that Hitler guy, you can't trust him. Oh, you know, he's a Nazi. He's killing people. Yeah, but he, he still was right in one or two things. Like one plus one equals two. <laughs> and that whole killing of the Jews thing. I mean, obviously. That's, I'm kidding. See, someone's not. That's called humor, millennials. That's called joke. That's called sarcasm. And on top of it, I'm a quarter Jew, so go fuck yourselves. Oh, anyway. So, yeah, you get Bachelor Pad Economics. That is also available in uh, audio. So we have paperback, Kindle, and audio for those of you who are busy and you just want to listen to it. Please go get that. It's a great investment. 
I know you, all my books are great investments. I mean, seriously, for the less than I think somebody bought them all, and I think it was like under 50 bucks. Guys, that's going to be worth more than college, all right? And I'm trying to make it as convenient for you to listen to so you don't have to, like, spend time reading. Um, so please go get that. And if you if you know somebody who's in college, or now's the time. Now's the time for intervention if you have some dipshit kid or cousin going off to college for bullshittery classes. Very closely related, worthless, available in Kindle, paperback, and audio. That's the young person's indispensable. I truly do mean that indispensable guide to choosing the right major. Go and buy it now. Don't you can you can pull up Amazon while you're listening to this. Go through my Amazon affiliate program first. Actually, just go to CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com. Click on worthless, and that'll automatically give me my additional seven percent commission. Uh, then we have enjoy the decline. That's for all you people that still have hope. That's for all you people that think uh, if Trump gets elected, everything's going to be rosy, perfectly clean, which it is not. Um, so if you are depressed or if you're angry with the Democrats and the left and Black Lives Matter and all this other shit, uh, just go get enjoy the decline. And that's going to put you in a much better mood. And you owe it to yourself. All right. Don't it, it, look if you've been angry the past eight years or the past year about the direction of the country. Uh, and you're just totally frustrated listening to the news. Why don't you provide yourself a vacation a little bit of a respite, and go get this book, okay? It's not an audio book. One of these days I'll get it in that. Uh, but it's, um, I just haven't gotten around to it. Then we have Curse of the High IQ. This is for pretty much all of my listening audience because the vast majority of you, if not all of you, I'm not joking, uh, have a high IQ. I am not kissing your ass. I am not sucking your cock. I am telling you the truth. Get this fucking book. So you understand your place in this world. I'm not talking like, know your place in this world. No, you got to understand why you're having frustration and hurdles and why it seems like everybody's a fucking moron, all right? It's like being stuck in a traffic jam. You're like, why is everybody going so fucking slow? If that describes your mentality when you wake up in the morning and then you go to bed and you're saying, why the fuck can't people do X, Y, or Z? This book is for you. So go and get that. That is also available in Kindleback, uh, Kindleback, Kindle paperback, and audio. Um, so that one's out there. Behind the Housing Crash, that's uh, my first book. I don't know if you want a historical account of the lead-up to the housing crash and proof that I was and still am a fucking super awesome economic genius. You can get that because it was being written before the housing crash occurred and it was published the day Lehman Brothers went bankrupt. Uh, Captain Capitalism Top Shelf and Captain Capitalism Reserve, that's the best of my blog posts. And then we also have Captain's Quarterly. Uh, that is now the quarterly backup of the blog. Instead of winning three, four, even five years to back up the work of my blog, I'm doing it on a quarterly basis. But now the limiting factor is finding a new model for each one. So it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like Playboy. Actually, it's more like Playboy than Playboy used to be because there's no nudity, but the girls are dressed in 1950s attire. I try and find classy-looking women uh, who dress like women should. Uh, they also, it's not just, it's not squeaky clean either. There's some rather risque lingerie photos and bikini shots and all that. Basically, I guess it is kind of like, uh, Playboy in that regard because they got rid of the, uh, Pono, uh, if you could even call it that. But, uh, the best quarterly, and it's going to be pricey because it's in color like my previous backups. I'm doing this to, um... To back up my work. That's the primary reason. I, I know not everybody's going to buy the color version because it is pricey. It's 20 bucks an issue, basically. Uh, but I made the Kindle very cheap. So if you just want to get the Kindle book, you can still see the pictures of our pretty model, Cindy Moran. 
but also, if you happen to be a gal or you know someone who like is a pretty good-looking conservative or libertarian or not leftist chick, and she wants them all, please do because that's going to be the limiting factor. That's that's the bottleneck on this production or this uh, this process. Because I don't want to keep. Well, I wouldn't mind, but I, I know you guys would like somebody different than you know. You want a different model each issue. Uh, plus, Cindy's got a real job she's got to attend to anyway. Uh, but if you happen to be a pretty girl yourself or you know someone, send them my way. I do pay. Not a lot, but I pay enough to make it worth your time. And then whatever promotion that comes with it, I plug you on the blog and all that. Plus, you're doing, like, think of it. You're doing pinups for the guys in the field. You're Rita Hayworth. Come on, be a Rita Hayworth. Give the guys something to fight for. Yeah, yeah, this is why we go to war. This is why we hate leftists. Plus, it is, I keep it 1950s, 1940s, early 60s motif just to piss off feminists. Just to piss off women, the, the leftist women. To, const- to remind you, yes, this is beauty. This is what we, the men, have decided is beautiful. And uh, no, beauty is not relative and it's not in the eye of the beholder. We will tell you what the fuck it is. And you will either fucking conform or you'll be a fat, ugly bitch. Okay? <laughs> One of the two. You either conform or you're a fat. You don't even have to be. A, you could actually be a genuinely true independent feminist. Like, I don't care to adhere to uh, beauty norms. I'm going to go and do my own thing. I'm not going to work out. I have my own intellectual stuff. Good. But then don't become like these fucking virgin towel uh, men sent their own way pussies where you constantly remind and obsess men about the fact that you're not paying attention to them. It's like, yeah, you know, the kid that would always like, you know, things didn't go his way. He'd pick up his toys. He'd say, I'm going home. But he'd only walk to the edge of the baseball diamond or whatever. He says, I'm going home now. We're like, yeah, fucking go home already. That's you, Virgin Tells. Got a pretty good post coming up over on Return of Kings, by the way. Uh, and that will that will send the uh, the Virgin Tows into Spurgville. <laughs> Spurg Spasmville. Oh man, it's <laughs> And I'm I won't I won't lie to you. I'm partly trolling them, but there's also there's not there's more than a seed of truth to what I'm writing. Otherwise, I wouldn't have written it. I do believe there is an angle here and a lesson to be had. But I'll leave that I'll leave that for you guys to figure out or see when it comes on um, uh, Return of Kings. Uh, then we have Reconnaissance Man. That's my latest book out. Uh, if you are you read Worthless, you say, okay, I know I don't want to major in the liberal arts, but you don't know what you want to major in. Or you are 30 and your life is not going the way you thought it would. Or you've been trying to hammer away at your career and you're thinking like, well, maybe I should get my master's. If there is no clear path to your current life to where you want to go and you know you're not happy where you are and you want to change, get the book Reconnaissance Man. That is available in paperback and Kindle. It is also available in audio. And it's kind of funny Um because, like, reading books always seem to be... It is a pain in the ass to me. So it seems longer than it actually is. When you have somebody reading it, like, the finalizer... It's only, like, a four-hour book. I'm like, oh, dude, you could sit... You could take... You could consume that on a road trip. Easy peasy. No problem. So that's available at Amazon.com as well. All three formats should be... Oh, wait, no. Reconnaissance Man isn't available yet. God damn it. Is it up yet? It should be. God dang it, damn. Where is this? Come on. There we go. Oh, yes. There it is. Reconnaissance. Man, why the fuck can't people operate in my amplitude? Oh, that's right. I wrote the book on it. Nope, not up yet. Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. 
Good lord, look at that. 6,000 ratings. The guy's dead. <laughs> Got 6,000 ratings. I was looking at these top-selling audiobooks, and it's just kind of like, wow, all I got to do, a man called Love, a man called Ovi? Yeah, nine hours, nine minutes. This has 18,000 ratings. Meet Ovi. He's a curmudgeon, the kind of man who points at people he dislikes as if they were burglars caught outside his bedroom window. He has staunch principles, strict routines, and a short fuse. Whoa, hey, I kind of might like this book. People call him the bitter neighbor from hell, as do my uh, neighbors. But behind it, that cranky exterior, there's a story and there is a story and a sadness. So when one November morning, a chatty young couple with two chatty young daughters move in next door and accidentally flatten Ovi's mailbox is in the lead into a comical and heartwarming tale of unkept cats, unexpected friendship, and the ancient art of backing up a U-Haul, all which will change one cranky old man and a local residents association to their very foundation. So basically it's what? Uh, Gran Torino? Up? It's a script. That's a formula. That's an algorithm. There's the cranky old man who's got a very gruff exterior, and then you find out he was a World War II vet, lost his wife, children died of cancer, and he donates all of his money to the kids' cancer fund, but he wouldn't let you know that. You know, okay, yeah. Again, as per my last podcast, I, I should just write lies. I don't know why I'm trying so hard. The next book I'm going to probably be taking on is about the um, automated economy. And that's going to be very interesting. It's going to be very good. Uh, but it's not going to sell like candy. Why do I keep trying to make Brussels sprouts when people want chocolate chip ice cream? I'll just start making chocolate chip. I'm the economist. Why the heck am I writing what I want? And even then, I'm not technically writing what I want. I'm writing stuff that I think people want. And they do, but it's only a certain subsegment. If I really want to make the bucks and the money, I write, Fifi goes to fucking Fruity Fru and falls in love with the guy who raises the wiener dogs but has a hang-gliding passion that she's unaware of. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Uh, daybydaycartoon.com. Go to daybydaycartoon.com. Visit our good friend Chris Muir. Get your daily political funny haha in on the left and on the right. Although that Hillary Clinton, I didn't think, I thought they were joking. I thought it was just right-wing hopefulness, hoping Hillary was having health problems. And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then all of a sudden it turns out, yeah, she actually does have some health problems. Not to go into deep political analysis, but I know people on the right or the libertarian side, but do you people, maybe, maybe you Bernie Sanders supporters, maybe after you got stung by this corrupt woman, and the corrupt DNC, maybe you realize that, you know, this person for what she is. I mean, to think that, how arrogant do you have to be to think that you're genuinely the best qualified candidate for the country? I can see someone like Ben Carson who really wants to do well. I think he's quite selfless. Um, I could even see more so, um, what's his name, Donald Trump. Having a little bit more intellectual honesty, although, you know, not for a second. Yeah, of course, it was for him and, and ego satisfaction. But here's a gal who's not done anything, never worked a real job in her life, lived off of her husband, doesn't even have the self-respect to to divorce him after he's fucked other women. I guess that's alpha, though. Maybe he does get her vag, you know, wet. I, I don't know. Um, and it, she thinks that she's qualified 
she thinks she's entitled. That's what it is. She's entitled. That's all she's, this is just an evil woman. I don't know how, just looking at her, you guys don't have that natural caveman instinct to say, yeah, that fucking bitch has got to go. She ain't part of the tribe. We ship her off on an ice float uh, in the Eskimo tribe. Uh, but is is this proof enough for you guys? Like, look, asshole as I am, jerk as I am, if I'm going to run for the highest office in the nation, and all of a sudden I find I'm passing out and I got brain problems, and I'd be like, whoa, uh, you know, uh, maybe I should have my buddy Richard run for office. I uh, have my buddy Joe Dunford run for office. Uh, they're going to make better because you can't have a dysfunctional guy who's going to like stroke out or pass out. I got to go take care of this first. But that's how obsessed she is. That's how much she loves herself more than the rest of the country. I mean, I mean, I do mean that, guys. You got to realize, do you Democrats realize this? She loves herself. She values herself more than the 315 million people on this, in this country. Do you understand that? Now, this could be said about most politicians. I mean, because if you look at every, I mean, <clears throat> if we're to be intellectually honest, the vast majority of congressmen, women too, um, the vast majority of presidents would not run. They'd say, you know what, we'd, we'd, we'd go and we'd do a talent search much different than we are now to find the best candidate. Uh, but this woman in particular, it, it, I, I could see where an egotist like Barack Obama might actually think he's the best, but what the fuck did she do? I mean, what... I mean, she is nothing more than the modern-day Justin Trudeau or George Bush. I mean, you guys were all complaining about nepotism and corruption and, and cronyism. And you would think any intellectually honest person, like if my dad was president or my brother was president, I wouldn't be running. Or, or my, my spouse was president. I'd be like, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to pull off, uh, what is it, Elliot Kirchner and his cunt of a wife who ran for Argentina's presidency and won it. I'd be like, yeah, you know what? That's a little bit too close. Uh, that, that's, no, nah, I, I'm not, maybe I'll run for mayor at some town. Maybe I'll sit on a nonprofit board, but I, I'm not running for governor or the same position or the president that, that this person directly related to me. No, that, that's corruption beyond it, but they have no shame, no shame whatsoever. And you women just point out how independent minded you are voting Hillary because vag. Oh, it's time for a woman. no. You know what it's time for? You know what time for it is always when it comes to presidential elections? The best person for everybody else. It's not time for a black president. It's never going to be time for a Hispanic president. It'll never be time for a woman president. It'll be time for the president who is best suited. And if that happens to be a transgendered, black, Hispanic, Asian, hermaphrodite, female, whatever the fuck, fine, so be it. But it just shows you who the true racists are. If you are voting for Hillary Clinton because she's a woman, you are a sexist. Okay? You are a genuine sexist. If you voted for Barack Obama, like Samuel Jackson did, you're a genuine racist. I love how it's it the, the Democrats have been so successful in getting at least half the nation to subscribe to tribalism when that's the entire thing Western civilization in America was trying to fight against. When it's like, it doesn't matter who you are, what the color of your skin is, what your fucking plumbing is, or what your beliefs are. If you are the best person for this position, we want you. But apparently, half the population doesn't want to work hard because to be the best takes effort. And you'd rather just say, vag, gimme dats. Color skin, or skin of color, color of my skin, gimme dats. Sexual orientation, gimme dats. And for the especially pussified pussy pussy pussies, 
millennial swipples on the suburbs who have everything handed to them and don't have a disadvantage with your made-up Asperger's ADHD, HDHD diseases that you're coming up with. And they may be real, but you're faking like you have them. Oh, I'm the bipolars. Oh, oops, I, I got myself a case of the vapors. I have myself a case of the social anxieties. You just haven't had the shit kicked out of you on the playground yet enough. That's no different. You're, you're bigots against normal people. That's what you are. That's who you are, bigots against normies. You, you just, you just, and you think you're just like Hillary Clinton, you think yourself better and that you don't want to work hard and that you'll go running for any excuse, the color of your skin, your plumbing, or your, your ADHD, HDHDs, Asperger's, uh, dyslexias. You'll go running for that. And the vapors, my gosh, I have the vapors. Give me that. Oh, if there's a President Clary, there's not going to be 315 million people to worry about. I'll tell you that. <clears throat> it'll, be a, it'll be a pruning. <laughs> I like how the Beckloff and uh, he quotes, what's his name? Chris Campwell about, uh, will be time to push people out of helicopters. You know, that's a very expensive way uh, to prune a population. That's too expensive. Um I've thought of other ways to, 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 to be honestly truthful, not because I'm a dark individual, what I am, and not that I'm ever going to execute it, but I was thinking about it because what else do you have to do when driving across Nebraska? Not all of my thoughts are about production. A lot of my thoughts are about pruning. And I was sitting there thinking, I got some really clever ways, very clever indeed. Uh, there, would, there would be... Let's let's worry about let's say this we wouldn't have to worry about an overpopulation in the United States um, and if you're really worried about global warming and how much the United States uh, how would how would you like to drop it by a third huh <laughs> how would you like a, like overnight just you know a third of our global I mean our carbon emissions are gone in the United States just oops hey I'd be the greatest environmentalist ever. And actually, some of you sick fucks out there on the left wouldn't mind killing off 100 million people if that meant we just, like, uh, cut global warming. I don't know why leftists don't kill themselves more often. Like, if they're intellectually honest. I mean, if, if they really do feel bad about overpopulation, if they really do, like, you got these people who feel so bad, like, they actually feel guilt over shit that happened 250 years ago to a group of people that they had nothing to do with and the current-day descendants of those people had suffered nothing. I like how, I mean, if you really feel that guilty and really that bad, why don't you just, like, go kill yourself? Why don't you go talk to your lawyer, have him or her draft up a will, kill yourself, and have the estate go to whatever disadvantaged group you think needs it. The Eskimos, the women's, the minorities, um, Hispanics, uh, gays, whatever. Just, just give all your money away. Now, listen, man, I like the news. You guys like the news? Oh, I love Oprah. Don't you? I love Oprah. USA Today, 117 million gone. Oprah loses more than weight. Oprah Winfrey's halo effect on Weight Watchers is disappearing fast. If you don't remember this, this is, I thought it was a brilliant move. <clears throat> I, I know I, I, one, dislike her um, because I think she's ruined the millions of the lives of women and in the process of men as well. But I have to hand it to her. I, I think consciously or not, very shrewd businesswoman. Um, she, she just, she just made, this is the one I want to envy. This is what I'm going to become. I'm going to become Oprah version 2.0. You just won't know it's me because I'll be underneath a pen name telling and selling lies to women.
But in a move that I thought was pure brilliance, uh, she ended up becoming like a 10% shareholder of Weight Watchers that was going to become the new spokeswoman. And it flopped. I thought that would have been a for sure thing. I would have lost money on this deal as well. So, but uh, this is, there's some aftermath, some fallout here. The talk show celebrity and 10% owner of Weight Watchers has seen $100 million in wealth vanish as shares of the company have crashed 66% from their high notch November 2015th on enthusiasm over her involvement with the company. Shares of Weight Watchers are down another 76 cents or 7% to $9.61 Tuesday after the company said it is replacing its CEO. The value of the company has dropped $1.2 billion in value since the peak hit after Winfrey came on board. Reality is setting now. Reality is setting now as things settling in now, you mean? Reality is setting now as things haven't worked out as many investors hoped after Winfrey formed close professional ties with the company in October 2015. The stock is still above the $6.79 a share in it trading. Who wrote this? Honest to God. I mean, I'm a blogger and I purposely ignore the Matt Krantz. Who the fuck is this fag? Oh, Jesus Christ, ladies, there's a face you're not going to fuck. My God. I mean, I mean, I understand, you know, grammar, but Jesus Christ, the wrong, completely wrong word. But the level of enthusiasm is proving in hindsight to have been much overdone. The company's revenue during the just completed second quarter of $309 million is flat from a year ago, although profit is up 9.3%. Well, then what the hell? That's great. The company lost $10.8 million in the first quarter. Winfrey is now using her position on the board to push for management changes. Late Monday, the company said it will replace CEO of three years. Ba-ba-ba! More than doubled on the day. Winfrey announced. Shares rose 160% in just two days. Da-da-da-da-da! So she's still ahead. She still made money. This is a misleading thing. Like, oh, she lost $117 million. No, she didn't. Her, her, her paper wealth has gone down from its peak. She still made money. Largest shareholder. You know what? I, just old captain here. Uh, could it be that the reason Oprah isn't gaining traction with Weight Watchers is that <laughs> you women have been lying to yourselves this entire time about fat positivity? And that by the basically the women who know who Oprah Winfrey is or she has any sway over, they're kind of old and they're done with it. Like they're past menopause. Seriously, they're past menopause. So they have no genetic or visceral or uh, hormonal desire to lose weight. I mean, you see these women, they cut their hair short. It's comfy. Uh, fuck my husband. I don't care. Yeah, I'm going to cut my hair short because it's easy. Like, oh, okay, yeah, don't be surprised. And you wonder why you get traded in for a younger model. All right, fine. Postmenopausal women. But larger point, these women have nothing under the hood anymore. No incentive whatsoever to keep them going to be attractive, to keep them going to be thin. And that's the lion's share of, of who's going to heed the word of Oprah. So they have no vested interest. And then this next generation of women, oh, fuck. They've, they've swallowed up whole that that big is beautiful, fat is proud Target. Target alone, does Target sell? Well, what's a subscription? Target can't sell uh, Weight Watchers. But uh, you got to love, hang on, let's see if Target sells <clears throat> dietary supplements. That would be hilarious because Target is all about having fat uh, models and body positive. Let's search. 
Diet. I'm not going to look for something as cheap as Diet Coke. I know they're going to have Diet Coke. Diet. Diet pills. Do they have diet pills? Diet shakes? Or did my internet just fart out on me again? Go. It's either my browser or Target is just a fucking go. <clears throat> okay, let's try. Fucking explore. It's so sad that I need Explore, an old version of Explore <laughs> to, to make up for where these fucking piece of shit new Pale Moon and Chrome. Target.com. Because <clears throat> that would be the ultimate hypocrisy. If they sell diet supplements, but they like force fat, ugly broads down my face, down my eyes. Update your vlog colors. Diet pills. Okay, it was that. Diet pills. Yep. Light figure. EAC. Xanadrin. But Target, why are you selling this? Don't you know Big is beautiful and all women are beautiful on the inside? Anyway, it's sad because, look, Oprah, these broads, Target, the social justice warriors, the virtue signalers, they've been selling lies to women, and they told women, look, you're being successful. You're being completely successful. You left this, conscious or not, are being 100% successful with women. You got them convinced that they don't need men. You got them convinced that their value is based off of sitting at a cube and having a career and slaving away and commuting and not having children or raising them or having loved ones in the home. You have them convinced that their master's degree is more important than any loving spouse could ever possibly be. The brainwashing and indoctrination and propaganda has been so thoroughly effective so completely devastating to women's lives that it should be no shock that you convinced women. I mean, what what is it? It's two cents more to convince them that big is beautiful. I mean, that's an easy enough run right there. Eat whatever you want. Big is beautiful. Beauty is a social construct. Men are pigs for liking skinny women with big boobs. Fuck long hair. You go, girl. Eat, pray, love. This is nothing. This is nothing. You made be proud about being fat and hideous. And now you take the gal who's been pushing that bullshit, you make her the spokeswoman for for a weight loss come Oh! <laughs> I wrote it before and I'll say it again. It's, it's rare, but it does happen. Every once in a while, you see leftists suffer at their own hand. You see leftists shooting themselves in their foot. This is a perfect example right here. I mean, probably the women have not just shot themselves in the foot. They took two shotguns, double-barreled each of them, and blown off their legs at the kneecap when it came to swallowing this feminist, you know, oh, I got to be a career woman and fuck my children and fuck my husband and I can do anything and I can do empower a woman and masters and this and ship off the kids to daycare and all of a sudden there's a divorce and the guy's running off with, like, the fucking secretary or whatever. You you gals have blown your legs off, but this is just like, yeah, let's just shoot another 9mm round in the in the upper thigh. Just for shits and giggles with this, you know, biggest beautiful thing. And now Weight Watchers can't make no money because you guys thoroughly convinced women that, 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 that they don't need to be a thin or attractive. Oh. All right, what else we got? Oh, this from our uh, Atlantan agent. Atlantean? Atlantan? 
a guy from Atlanta, one of our Atlantean agents in the field. Uh, he was at the uh, at the book release party in Denver for Reconnaissance Man, and they were talking about renting rims. I say, renting rims? They're like, yeah, renting rims. I'm like, what do you mean renting rims? He's like, you can rent rims in Atlanta. I mean, like, for cars? He's like, yeah, so, like, you come into town, and you got a car, but you want some sweet rims put on it, but you can't afford them. You can now rent rims. I'm like, you got to be kidding. He says, no, look it up. So I did, and I'm not joking, guys. There's more than one company. <laughs> I know I like to pick on women for being horrible with their money, but you, uh, you guys are, uh, you're, you're, you're screwing the pooch on this one. At Rim Time Custom Wheels and Tires, you will find a huge selection of chrome rims and tires ready to install. Rent a wheel and tire package and roll out today. We are not just a wheel shop; we have all the top name brands. You need to wrap around that chrome. We offer you many different payment options. You can pay cash, take advantage of our new home ownership options program where you pay out quickly in 30, 60, 90, or 120 days. Or you can make low weekly, semi-monthly, or monthly payments with our lease-to-own program. Look, uh, this is predominantly the Black Brothers, I think, on this one. Uh, I know there are some pasty white boys that think rims are pretty cool. And, and I will admit, <clears throat> if I ever get the money, maybe as a treat to paying off my house, I want to buy my old 1989 Chevy Caprice Classic. I always wanted to do this with my car. I had a donk. Well, I've actually had a lot of donks. I had a, I had a 78 Cutlass Supreme, an 85 Cutlass Supreme, and then I had an 89 Chevy Caprice Classic. And they were all great cars, very comfy. But man, that donk, that 89 uh, Caprice Classic. Oh, that was classic. And I want, it was in mint condition, and I wanted to paint it gloss black, chrome trim. I was going to have the interior done with white leopard. And I was going to have big 15 to 19 inch rim wheels. Big chromey motherfuckers. <laughs> and I was going to have the license plate be W-I-T-E boy. I was going to drive around white boy. And and I saw a guy, brother had one, and oh, it looked as good as I thought it would. I was like, fuck. Just never had the money. <clears throat> anyway, I, I, that's the thing. I never had the money. The reason I was driving a donk is because I was able to pick it up for 500 bucks and it was transportation. All right, now, you brothers out there, disproportionately, think fucking rims is going to get your dick wet. And it ain't. Might get your dick syphilis, might get your dick gonorrhea because the girls are going to get after you for your fucking rims. But if you are so hard up for cash, you got to rent the fucking rims. Oh, fuck you. Fuck no. Fuck you. Fuck you. Don't say, don't give me your, your, oh, your dissent. Don't, don't even get, you're just dumb. You're dumber than fuck. There's no lesson here. There's no lecture that's going to help you. I can't, I can't undo stupid. Getting, okay, buying rims, cool. Pimping out your donk, damn, I'm, I'm with you. Renting the fucking rims because you ain't got that cash. And the, this is not the only company. I like to say this is a once in a while that maybe they're giving it a shot. No, there's other companies out there that will rent you rims, which means to me, it tells me in my economist's mind, there's a lot more demand and there's a lot more of you broke-ass motherfucking black kids out there in the ghetto who don't have the motherfucking money and are going to piss your, your money away on renting rims. I mean, my God, if there was a case for the black man's guide out of poverty, this would be it. Renting, there should be a, there should be a copy of my book attached to the rim rental. Right there. You get a free copy of the book. 
here, here. If you got, if you got, if you're gonna rent these rims, you gotta read this book first and write a two-page book report on it. That's what you gotta do. <laughs> oh, uh, semi-monthly uh, trade-in and trade-up program. What do rims cost? I gotta know what rims cost. Locations, directions, payments. Let me, let me, cause I want to know how much they cost. Like our rims, like thousands of dollars and I'm unaware. Look at this. They got multiple locations. They got 10 locations, guys. Hang on. Let me find, well, I want to know what rims cost. A lot of you are yelling. Okay. Deep discount rim tire packages, 20 inch rims, 870 bucks, 24 inch rim. Okay. So the most expensive is two grand. Okay. Now 20 inch rims. I don't know why. I'm sure it's probably for material cost. It goes up a lot. Twenty-inch rims is eight hundred. Let's just say a thousand bucks, okay? If if you can't afford a thousand dollars, I understand. I've been there. Why well, I couldn't afford a thousand dollars? That's why I didn't buy the fucking rims. <clears throat> but if you can't afford a thousand dollars, you shouldn't be renting no rims. And you should be having. If your finances are that bad that you don't have a thousand dollars, you should not be in the 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 impossible to win game. The impossible to win uh, world of where you're going to compete with brand name shit and pimping shit out, okay? What are you going to do? You're going to rent your clothes next? Son of a bitch, I'm wondering if there's a place like that. Can you rent clothes? Oh, please, God, tell me this is not a thing. Please tell me clothes. I know you can rent tuxedos. I know. Clothes rental. Please don't say. Please don't say. Women's fashion rental, tuxedo, bridal, men's clothing, play tote. Your fashion rental service for everyday style. Get three hundred seven unlimited times each month. Wear everything. Send it back. Receive your next set of options days later. You can rent clothes for fifty nine bucks a month. All right, now this is women. I kind of predicted it would be women because they're vain like that, and then the clothes. Unlimited. Rent the runway. Oh, that's that's for high-end designer clothes. Clothes. Let's try ghetto. Sorry, this isn't the touchy-feely nice guy podcast. If you want that, go listen to Hillary Clinton. Lie to your ear. Five websites to rent clothes from right now. <laughs> yeah, it's all women. Okay, thank God. Thank God, gentlemen. I thought we were just one step away from renting clothes because you got to fucking pimp yourself out and flash shit that you ain't got. Look, anyway, look, guys, listen to Uncle Cappy here. Listen to your older brother, all right? Don't be renting no fucking rims, all right? You got you got much more major important issues and shit to deal with if you are even thinking about renting rims. Your priorities are fucked up. You you ain't you ain't living life the right way. <clears throat> you should be taking that thousand dollars and getting like a set of tools so you can work to install people's rims. Go online, go on the U-term, YouTube, learn to install rims, learn to install tires, get some equipment and stuff. That's what you need to do. That's what you should be thinking about. Not fucking renting rims that aren't even yours. How long do you get them for? Like a week, a day? And maybe, I mean, here's another thing. All right, just admit it, guys. It's for getting your dick wet. It's for the girls. Take your thousand dollars or whatever the rental is and go get yourself a whore. It'll be cheaper. Less pain, less agony, less bullshit, less overhead on time. And you you take some of the proceeds, and then maybe you make a down payment on some tools. 
Or maybe you go and, and buy a book on computer networking or something. But my fucking God, do not, <laughs> do not rent rims. All right, take time to contact me at Asshole Consulting. Look, here's even a better idea of what to do with your money. Go to assholeconsulting.com. I'm not joking. It's going to be a better pissing away of your money. And you won't be a pissing. You'll be investing. For 30 bucks, for 30 bucks, you send me, well, don't send me, send me the request. I'll give you a quote. It will be around 30 bucks. And I'll tell you exactly what to do with your life. All right. I'll tell you what to do, like to get out of poverty or, or, or what you should be doing with that money. But by God, don't waste it on ribs. Oh, what do we got? Uh, more sponsors here. EasyModeBlogging.com. Go to EasyModeBlogging.com or go to my blog, CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com. Click on his banner. You'll see Easy Mode Blogging. You'll see the little banner there. And that's if you want to start your own blog like the old captain's got. However, it'll be better than the blog that the old captain has because Pete will get you your own URL. And for a monthly maintenance fee, he will manage it. Like, he won't write the post, but he will set it up, program it, so it's basically user-friendly. You don't have to do any of the programming. You don't have to do any of the HTML. Bada boom, bada bing, it's done. All right, so easymodeblogging.com. Contact our buddy Peter. Let them know that the captain sent you. Uh, if you'd like to advertise on the podcast, it's 100 bucks a month, and I'm going to start cracking down. I, I used to do more charity stuff. I think I'm going to end that. If you want your shit advertised on this site, uh, I do do barter. Like if you got shit, you've got a website, or you got something that's pretty good and you got some reach, uh, I will totally swap advertising. Uh, but I don't do the nice guy bullshit anymore. Otherwise, if you got a product you want to advertise, contact the old captain. $100 a month that gets you a YouTube video, that gets you a banner on the blog, that gets you mentions every time on the podcast, twice a week. Curse free and curse full. Just send me an email over at uh, capped capitalism, not capping capitalism, capped, C A P T, capitalism at yahoo.com. ElkinCPA.com. If you are looking for an accountant and need some CPA accounting like help, go to ElkinCPA.com. Contact the in house resident CPA of the Red Pill community. If you like the podcast archive, episodes 25 through 120. Uh, the original 24 are gone. I don't know where they went. But if you're saying, hey, it starts at 120, that's because we changed hosts. We went from Potomatic, which sucks, and we went to, um, what did we do? We went to uh, SoundCloud. So SoundCloud is much better. Just a little bit of professional podcasting advice. Just go to SoundCloud.com and don't fuck around. Anymore. I mean, seriously, don't even dick around with it. It's, it's the best. It's the easiest. It's the sweetest. So, uh, but if you want to let me know, I could put a thumb drive in the mail. It's going to cost you 30 bucks. I'm not trying to screw you over. It's just that I got to pay for the thumb drive shipping and handling. And then I also have to spend my time going to the mailbox. So, uh, you could get plenty of hours of the old captain there. 405media.com. Go there if you are listening or looking for some other podcasts to listen to. Now you can also listen to my buddy, Chris Beckloff. You can look up the Beckloff on YouTube. He is not on, um, he is not on, uh, SoundCloud, he's on YouTube, uh, so you can listen to that over the YouTubes. And uh, there's a way to get the audio, but I'm not going to tell you how because you can figure that out on your own and then just download it to your phone. Uh, then there's the world of Lori Zook, Z-O-O-C-K. Talk to our good friend Lori if you're also looking for something to listen to there as well. Glorious Carl's Glorious Hat at GloriousHat.com. Go to GloriousHat.com where you can get Glorious Carl's Glorious Hat. It's one of those warm Ushanka hats with various anti-socialist propaganda in the uh, little 
placard you put up front. It'll piss off all the right people and make friends with all the right people as well. That is GloriousHat.com, made with real fake dead animal. Uh, Then you have the old captain, if you need help, if you are, what would I say? If you have any question about anything that I can legally consult you on and you trust my opinion, which you should, go to assholeconsulting.com and follow the instructions. Send me an email. Let me know what your problem is. I will send you a quote and tell you what your solution is and your life will be much better off for it. Um, Actually, God, I didn't print them off. I had some guy saying, dude, thank you so much. You got my ass into the military, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm no longer a whiny millennial cunt. That was kind of basically, I'm honest to God, that was the that was the thank you letter. Uh, but seriously, for a short email, of fit, which maybe cost you 15 bucks, to even a lengthy video, which might, might cost you 55 or any kind of price point in between, before you go down and date some gal and you get her pregnant, or before you go major in something stupid, or before you go move out to some fucking Wall Street, I had another guy, he's like, oh, should I become an investment banker? I'm like, that, no. Uh, anything that I've been down the path before and can warn you against and save you literally, literally decades of your fucking life, go to assholeconsulting.com, take it from the elder brother you never had, stop stepping on landmines and blowing off your legs. Why the fuck can I get ahead in life? If you want to get ahead in life, go talk to the asshole, assholeconsulting.com. Oh, and tell friends. You all have friends who are fuck-ups. Tell them to go to assholeconsulting.com. Buy them a gift consultancy. Had a saving Silverman request one time. These guys are basically, yeah, we got a friend, and he's dating this bitch. <laughs> can you help us? And the guy's like, yeah, sure, fine. Uh, those college yahoos over in Canada, they were good kids. Uh, so we got that. What else? Oh, then my Amazon affiliate program. If you do any online shopping through Amazon, please first go to my Amazon affiliate page. You just have to go to the blog. It's nothing fancy or complicated. It's just one more click. That's it. Go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Click on the Amazon banner. Boom, it takes you there. If you would bookmark the Amazon banner as well, just get into the good habit of bookmarking that site uh, even though it's amazon.com it has a bunch of identifying code afterwards so they know it comes from my site if you bookmark that page and just get into the habit of going there first bookmark to amazon bookmark to amazon i gotta come up with a jingle hang on <clears throat> bookmark because if i come up with a mnemonic device you guys will it's not i know you guys don't not want to buy it because everyone's like, oh, shoot, I've just bought $8 trillion of stuff. And you would have become a trillion, a millionaire if you got your 7% cut, if I had just remembered. Bookmark Amazon affiliate. Mnemonic device. How do you spell M-N, mnemonic device? Basically, if I could come up with a crafty way or a jingle or for a way for you guys to remember to go to Amazon, uh, my affiliate first, then I would make a ton of money. Because I know you guys want to do it. It's it's just like me. You forget, oh, shit, I should have gone to this guy's site and done it. Um, but, yeah, that would that would actually help out a lot. And I could pay off my house. And then I have genuine fuck you money. Well, not fuck you money. I just have no debts. And then, then I'm set. You want to pay off my house? You want to help the old captain pay off his mortgage? Do all your shopping on Amazon. If you all did that... We got about, I estimate, 3,000 people that listen. That would, that, would, that would definitely help. That would definitely help. Uh, also, if you do, send me an email. If you buy something big, let me know. Say the day and what you bought and what the price was. 
send me an email, and then I could double check and make sure it's working because sometimes that code doesn't work too well. Oh, academiccomposition.com. Uh, go there. Alex is looking to hire. If you are hard up for money and you want to do something you can sit on your ass to do from your PJs while you're getting a blowjob from your girlfriend, go to academiccomposition.com. Uh, they write papers for people in college. I don't think they do high school. I think they want to avoid the kids. And they also put together resumes. So if you're either looking for a job or you're looking to have someone write your papers or do your resume, go to academiccomposition.com. Alex and his crackpot team of writing staff will help you out there. Do the Philippines by Matt Forney. You could go to mattforney.com and find his book, Do the Philippines, among his other books, uh, Confessions of an Online Hustler and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, you'll find that online at mattforney.com. Uh, the Ultimate Reading List. If you're looking for something to read, go to Max's Ultimate Reading List. You can find that on Instagram.com slash Ultimate Reading List. Uh, yeah, that's it. Ultimate Reading List. There's another slash. I'm going to get rid of that slash. You don't need that slash there anymore. I'm going to get you to that site just the same. So, yeah, go there if you're looking for something to read. It is This list of books is for people who are not leftists. That's basically it. So it's going to be smart. It's going to be entertaining. It's going to be thought-provoking. And above all else, it'll be based in reality and not vag-licking, dick-sucking lies like we have for our past two presidents. Uh, we have Uncle Nick by Frank Servi. Frank Servi, it looks like a really good book. Uh, hopefully he'll be coming out with an audio book because then I'd listen to it. Uh, but basically this is the super ego, zero fucks given, uh, fictional account of a fictional man named Uncle Nick. He's in his 30s, he lives in California, and he has zero fucks to give. And he basically is the bad Santa, dispensing advice to his nieces and nephews, making problems by being truthful. Basically, this is, if you got to live your life how you wanted to see fit, it's like Cartman grows up but isn't a douche. That's basically Uncle Nick. You can find that on Amazon.com, available in paperback and Kindle. And that's it. If you would, what is it? <clears throat> I got to take these notes. Hang on. It is to vote, subscribe, comment, like, and share. Vote, sub- subscribe, comment, like, share. These are what the guys over at the, the Beckloff uh they did some research. You know millennials, the the few of them that actually have jobs and have hustled, they did some research. And not that you didn't know this already, but if uh, the way you get popular, the way you grow your, your listening base is by other people and fans sharing your work. So any action that would help spread the good word of the asshole and the little caposphere here and the blog and the interwebs and the podcast, you could vote it up on iTunes. That's if you're a uh, an iPhone subscriber, uh, which I... I, I just got to be honest. I would not. I don't know why you guys have iPhones. You can't. I I didn't realize this until about a year ago, but I was trying. My girlfriend says, hey, can you get the pictures off of my iPhone? I'm like, yeah, give me the cord. I thought you just plug it in like a USB device. Oh, no, no. See, Steve Jobs from the grave is still fucking you all in the ass because you guys are dumber than fuck. It's an Apple. I got to get the latest Apple. And it's not compatible with any computers. So you have to go to iTunes. You can't just download things like it's a separate computer with a thumb drive. Fuck no, that'd be too convenient. And by the way, they're going to get rid of the audio jack. And for an extra $170, I think, you can you can get the Bluetooth. It's all Bluetooth now. The next, they're going to advance the technology. We are courageous enough. They fucking actually said this, talking to DT. 
He said, we are courageous enough to take this step to get rid of this obsolete technology. And it's like, yeah, and then sell $170 earbuds, Bluetooth earbuds that you know everybody's going to lose and it's only going to be compatible. When, whenever you Apple people, whenever you lemmings decide to stop wearing this as a, the same people, let's stop picking on the black men in the ghetto for a second, shall we? Let's switch it uh, to their complete opposite number. Spoiled brat swipple cunts on daddy's dime over in the suburbs. You precious little girls who have everything paid for. Well, you don't, oh yeah, you don't know what it is. You don't know what it costs. Daddy, oh my goodness, I lost my ear, but you know that's exactly what they're going for. <laughs> they're going to get, they're, just like these gals crash their brand new cars into telephone poles and all that, daddy's going to come in and buy them another $170 piece of earbuds, and they're going to lose one. Lord knows they're not going to be compatible with each other. Like, you can't just get a replacement for one. You have to buy two. You can just see Steve Jobs' ghost opening up your father's asshole so he could stick his erect fucking apple penis. And instead of testing, he's got two little apple balls on there, and he's fucking your dad up the But you don't care because you don't know what it's like to work a real world. So if you're one of those type of people, you're in the same financial situation as our black brothers who are actually desperate enough to be thinking about renting rims. You just happen to have a rich dad. Actually, they probably have a little bit more financial sense than you do. That's how bad it is. But man, fuck Apple. Get a fucking real phone. Go Samsung. Go, what do I got? Do I got an HTC? Hang on, I don't know. Regardless, uh, get get a get anything but a, but the newest iPhone because they're just gonna fuck you over. Anyway, so go to go to iTunes if you have to vote it up. Uh, then share on the Facebook. I've been going. I'm gonna switch. I got a Minds account. Uh, I'm planting some seeds over there. If you guys want to follow me on Minds.com, this is basically hopefully what it's aiming to be is the replacement for Facebook, YouTube, and uh, Twitter. Um, and there's, I think there's very little censorship. They're like, post whatever you want. It's kind of like the 8chan of social media, consolidating it all to one. I'm going to be throwing all the other stuff up there. And if it takes off and it gains enough uh, momentum, uh, hopefully it will replace um, the ever-increasingly sensorial uh, YouTubes and Twitters and stuff like that. But anyway, in the meantime, share it on all the social media platforms. We really appreciate it. Check your nuts for testicular cancer, guys. Ladies, check your boobies. Uh, that's it. That's all we got. We'll catch up with you kids later. Toodles.